From the sports staff of the Holland Sentinel, this is From the Press Box. With your hosts, Brian Vernellis, Dan Diadonna, and Chris Zatarazny. Thank you all for joining us. This is From the Press Box, our weekly podcast presented by the Sentinel Sports Staff. I'm Brian Vernellis, Digital Director here at the Sentinel. Joined, as always, by Sports Editor Dan Diadonna and Assistant Sports Editor Chris Zatarazny. Talk about a busy weekend. You guys were practically all over the state of Michigan. Literally. Uh, because. In one day, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, you were at the swim finals, which were done in Ipsy? I was at the Division One swim finals in Ipsy. Yeah. Chris was at the Division Three finals in Saginaw, and we both hauled our butts back for the Hope Women's <laughs> game uh, in the Elite Eight back at home. Good thing we uh, reimburse you for mileage. That's right. I got here a little wow. quicker than Chris. His, <laughs> his swim meet went a little bit longer, um, but... We were all there. We saw it. But for good yeah. reason. So congrats yeah. to Holland Christian. Yeah, very bringing exciting. Bringing home uh, the Division Three, And there were a couple West Ottawa kids who brought home yeah, the individual. Yeah, they won two relays, and then Derek Moss won the backstroke. Um, and then Holland Christian won a lot of things. Yes. They won um, all three. All three, all three relays. relays. And then Miss um, Kelly. Ian Miss Kelly won Ian both Kelly, of Miss Kelly, Scott Cook Weeks, 200 and 500 freestyle. Um, Luke Mason was second in one of those. Yeah, he, played, he, he swam really well. And you good. called it last week that if you win, what, two or three of those? If you win the one, three one relays, you're going to win. Yeah. And yeah. if you win two, you probably, you're yeah. in good shape. So yeah. Maroons were positioned um, well coming into the day, though. After right. And West Ottawa won two relays. Right. Uh, but their third relay missed the final and ended up ninth. Mm. Um, and they, they had a couple of swims uh, on Friday in the prelims that put right. them lower than they thought. Um, yeah. I Sentinel cursed Sam Smith. With the big feature on him, right. um, he was seated like <laughs> second coming in. He got ninth, um, but you know there's a few of those swims that kind of put them out of yeah out of contention. Um, they still were second by a ton. Um, Ann Arbor Skyline won by like sixty points or something like that, okay. and then um, which going in Friday it was still a. 50 50 but skyline yeah. got the higher seed so even if you like so sam smith got ninth in uh the 200 free in a time that would have finished fourth but you still only get ninth place points because you're in the b final i gotcha um so that's why friday is so important yep. at the state meets so uh but then they still they still clobbered everybody else and they could have uh they could have just kind of been like oh you know we're going to get second pretty much no matter what now, but we wanted first and just swam flat again Saturday and just been okay and still finished second. Yeah. But they went out and they won the opening relay and they got energized and they swam very, very well. It was very exciting. So even though people were caught, so like Sam was caught in the B final, he won the B final. That la- Their last relay was caught in the B final, but it won the B final. Like they, yeah. they swam, yeah. they put their exclamation points on it and they swam their best races at the end, they just needed a couple of those on Friday, yeah. especially the relay. But um, Holland Christian took care of their business for sure. They so, were dominant okay. in, in almost every event. I think there was only two events that I could remember that they didn't compete in or they weren't great at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Everything else was just incredible for them. Yeah. Skyler Cook Weeks was the Division Three Swimmer of the Year. Todd Smengi was the Coach of the Year for Holland Christian. So congrats to them too. Um, Very good. Didn't work out as well for the women that night though. We We, we came back and... Saw them lose to uh, um, Thomas Moore. Uh, really fantastic game, from what I it heard. Was, it was a great story, and the 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 storyline was just interesting because Hope went down to Thomas Moore last year, right? And beat them on their floor, and it ended like their sixty-some game win streak or whatever I think like it was that. They were like win streak. Yeah, they were like 
two-time defending national champs or like that. And then they got to come here and do the exact same thing. Yeah. Not that Hope had a 62-game win streak, but winning in the postseason right, yeah. on, the opposing, on the opponent's floor, payback. You know? Hope hasn't lost on their floor very often. We know that. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, they're like one. Was it one ninety three and nine, something like that? They're really high. Three of them are in NCAA tournament games, also. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it was exciting. I mean, they played well, really well Friday and and all through the tournament. But you know, yeah, they just ran into a team that was playing a little bit better. Uh, I don't think Hope played awful. They just got outplayed. Yeah, from what I heard on the radio as I was driving back, I listened to Greg Chandler on WHT WYVN. I think it was. Um, yeah. And they were playing a great game, and then just there was a run that Thomas Moore made that that was it. I mean, they hope couldn't recover from this this mm-hmm. small run, even though they were close throughout the entire game. They just couldn't recover and turn it on when they absolutely needed to turn it on. And I think that's maybe a product of being so young with six freshmen on the team. But it'll help them next year yeah. and the year after that and the year after that. So yeah, it'll only help them going forward. Yeah, I mean, they and they kept saying in October nobody thought we would be this far and. Two there's, losses. There's some truth to that. Truth to that. I mean, season. only two losses. I mean, for a team with for, six freshmen. For a team that, yeah, really only Crazy. had, you know, yeah, one senior, one senior starter, two senior starters. Um, yeah, but yeah, exactly. it's just. It, I mean, it was a really great season for them, um, and there are definitely big things to come for that team. I would think so. With the uh, upside, like you said, with six freshmen on that squad, two both starting guards are freshmen, yeah. and yeah. they were one. They were one good quarter away from being in Rochester, Minnesota, this weekend yeah, for the study. final four. Yeah. Now the 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 other flip side is that we talked about, and if you read the story as you all did, um, <laughs> in 15 years, Hope has come one game short of the final four five times in 15 years, which is a lot. And until last, until Saturday's game, I think all of the, the previous four were by five points or fewer, or six points or fewer, or something like that. This one wow. was a little bit free throws and stuff. You know, stretch this one out just a little bit more. But uh, they all, now they also won. Hopes won the national championship. They won in well, they've won two, but in this then that fifteen year span they yeah. won and they also finished runner up one time too. So uh, that's pretty good when you're talking about basically fifty percent of the last fifteen years, roughly. I don't do that math. You know, eight in <laughs> five and fifteen. No, no, no. If you add the other two, seven yeah. out of fifteen. Seven out of fifteen. They were at least, yeah, had a shot to make the final four. Right. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, solid season all around. Uh, we are taping this on Tuesday, March thirteenth. That is the thirteenth, right? It yeah. is the thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> so we are in the throes of March Madness here. Uh, you guys filled out your brackets, but locally. We've got two teams, two high school teams still around. We've got West Ottawa boys who are playing tonight, I believe. Is that when, right? When, Wednesday. Wednesday well, night. They played when, Monday. Yeah, they played Monday. And they go again Wednesday in the regional final? Yep. yep. Okay. Regional final at Granville, which is great for me since I live near there. They're playing <laughs> They're playing Muskegon, and this is where they lost last year uh, to Granville's Christian, number one ranked team in the state. Okay. Um, and lost a, just a heartbreaker, I think, in overtime or in a last-second shot. Uh, maybe both, actually. Um, and that was, I mean, you could feel like the, you could just feel the pain after that shot. Yeah. And, and the glory as well from the other team. It was such an incredible basketball game. This one could be the same. It might be different. It's, it depends on how, uh, both teams play and who shows up. Um, but Dan was there on, on Monday and saw a close game and a surprisingly close game. I think, um, I was kind of surprised at the score after the first quarter and the first half. And then West Ottawa kind of went on a run and did what they normally do. 
But having that slow start isn't necessarily good for West Ottawa at this point. No, and they've had a couple of games like that in the tournament now, which has been really interesting. Um, so the only last in particular was at yeah. one of those games. So apologies to all you can hear me coughing in there. I'm allergic to Chris talking. So, um, oh snap! <laughs> Ouch. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, West. I mean, they got it together when they when they had to. But yeah, they they need to get their offense in sync because that is. Uh, that could every game it's tougher to win now yeah. and that could be it was really interesting region though now because so west ottawa just beat forest hills northern same as last year same spot they in the regional semis that's who played and that's who won now muskegon and grand rapids christian were the other two and they were the two again this year but this time muskegon won yeah. so it's going to be a little different matchup for them i mean west ottawa already played grand rapids christian and they know what to expect there. and killed them yeah they won by like 26 points or something like that uh, over the winter break. But uh, this is going to be a interesting interesting game with Muskegon. So, aside from West Ottawa, is, <laughs> Dan has another coughing fit. Yeah, I'm allergic. I'm allergic to me to talking Chris. now, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so, West Ottawa is still alive. On the girls' side, uh, Hamilton is entering their regional final? State quarters. They They're won in the their state quarter finals. Okay. Tonight. And they are still number four. Or are they? Yeah, yeah. Number they're, three. They're, they're ranked they're fourth in they're class B. Number three tonight. Yeah. Jackson Northwest is number three. So okay, it's going to be a great matchup. That will be a great matchup. Yeah, what? They, how is Hamilton well suited to to face a team like Jackson? Yeah, they uh, they are in the fact that both teams like to run. Okay. Jackson Northwest likes to shoot. There, they have a lot of good shooters, but Hamilton has really good guard defense and team defense. So if they can, you know, make the shots tougher and everything like that, uh, Hamilton should have a pretty good advantage in the post. So if they can keep up their running and get the ball inside, then if they play, I mean, it's kind of the way it is with West Ottawa too. When you get to this point, everybody's good. Yep. Whoever plays their best will win. If West Ottawa plays their own best, they'll win. If the Hamilton girls play their best, they'll win tonight. Um, but. You know, when you get this far, teams like to stop you from playing your best. That's true. So that's true. It's going to be a tale of whether or not Hamilton can play great defense over Jackson Northwest perimeter shooting. From what I have read, that their their shooting is phenomenal. Yeah, three. He, uh, Coach Van Hecken said they have at least three really good three point shooters. Wow, that's tough to defend. That is tough to defend. You guys are heading there uh, later. Yep. Uh, in, in a few moments, actually, a few yeah. minutes. Nice so road trip. We wrap this up. Woo, road trip. You guys will be on your way. Jerky, licorice, and uh, <laughs> you yeah. know it. <laughs> well, hey, whatever you guys do in your own private time, that's <laughs> that's your business. But um, you guys want to make a prediction for Hamilton and West Ottawa as we as they get down to their final uh, final four. I mean, I think. I think if Ham, I mean, I think I think Hamilton can win it. I mean, I don't think they have a weak spot. You're talking the state title. Yeah, I think yeah. they can win the state title. They have the three headed monster in the post. They have great team defense. They have great on ball pressure defense. Yep. They have guards that can score. They have that can score and dish. Everybody's a complete player. There's no think about the the main six or seven girls on their team. We got Ashlyn Wolfram, Sarah Burrish, and AJ Ediger in the post. You got Bria Scrotenboer, Sierra Scrotenboer, Ricky Ediger, and Sally Merrill kind of around the perimeter. Is that everybody that usually? I mean, yeah, they got other much. players too, but they're the um, 
the big time part of the rotation, uh, they all of them are well-rounded players. Some of them are freshmen, some of them are sophomores, some of them are juniors, some of them are seniors, which is so cool. But, you know, a lot of times in high school, there's a clear person who can score, but maybe they can't defend so well. They can all defend individually and part of the team scope. Right. Um, and they have great depth at both. They have great guards, multiple guards, great post, three-headed monster. And the post can step out and shoot all of them. Uh, I think in the district final, they all, in a two-minute span, all three of them had a three-pointer. Um it's tough. If they're playing their best, I think they can win the whole thing. Um, West Ottawa, it's a little bit trickier because I have no idea about a lot of the teams like in the Detroit area and stuff. Um, I think they could beat Muskegon tomorrow. I, I mean, I don't, th- you know, I don't think that's a given, obviously. Um, but I think that on paper they should you know, maybe probably beat them by about six points or something like that. Um, Aren't those Detroit teams, though, perennially, perennially the top teams? Yeah, and then I mean, you got, right, and then there's teams like teams from Flint and Saginaw and Lansing. That yeah, Flint, they're yeah, always Flint, good yep. too. I mean, yep. so um, I don't know enough about them this year, um, but at the same time, if they're playing their best, where they sure. are playing great defense, like they have been playing, even when their offense has struggled lately, all of these games they're playing great defense. I mean, if their defense was bad, Zeeland West could have beat them because Zeeland West found a way to slow their. West Ottawa's offense down in the district opener. Um, but West Ottawa's defense is so good that Zeeland West couldn't get much going either. Um, and that was the case in the la- in the uh, the district final and then in the regionals, uh, regional semis last night too, is that their defense, like they their offense played awful in the first half last night. But their defense was so good that it kept a minute. They were only down like 25-20 or 25-21, something like that, 24-20 at half and giving up 24 points in a regional semifinal is awesome like that's great defense now of course so is the giving up 20 which yeah, yeah. so what forest hills northern did but then west Otto started the second half on a 10 to 1 run and just kind of coasted not i mean they just kept them at the arms arms yeah, length yeah. The, the rest of the way um but if they can get if they can get everything clicking where their defense is getting them on the run where Bosma and Wade and all these guys are on the run. It's, it's tough to beat them because they can do lots of stuff. And the same thing, Tyler Bosma can play inside and outside. Their guards can drive to the hoop or shoot. Um, even Liam Cavanaugh, he, he hits threes uh, and he's their center. Or Meyer can um, pick up his game whenever he wants to. I mean, right, he had he a had fantastic a, game on Monday. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and then if, and then here's the, here's the X factor that has not X factor, not talking about Xavier Wade, uh, <laughs> but, the other X factor is all these games in in the playoffs so far. Drew Pedersen has been a great defender, but he is a really really good three point shooter when he gets going, and he has not got going. So that could be busted out tonight or some other time. That even when everyone's focused on Bosma and Wade and all the running and driving they do, there's there could easily be a game where he hits seven threes, and I'm not exaggerating. Right. Um, and the game's out of reach for the other and that, team. Yeah, like and that's that. it. I mean, so if they can, if that factor can add, not to put all it on Drew, because <laughs> no, you don't always not. get the opportunity to shoot seven threes either, you know. Um, but if they're if they can put that all together and he can knock knock a few of those down, that that will just stretch the defenses too thin because they they just can't do it. They just don't want to yeah. do then because if they slow down and he starts hitting threes, or if they're running and Bosman Waiter, you know. 
Fi Slamma Jamma, like we talked about last week. They had a bunch of dunks last night. I even got one picture that was very crisp of a dunk that was in the paper today. <laughs> That's pretty rare. Um, it's hard to do. Granville's lighting is really good. They got the spotlight lighting on the on the court. I appreciate was, that. Yeah, which was very good. So um, that helped out a bunch. Um, the week before, Xavier Wade had a dunk right in front of me. And all I got was his number zero in focus and this <laughs> right in your face. Everything else was, <laughs> you know, everything, the motion just made it look like he was a bad, uh, I don't know, Jackson Pollock painting or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's time we move to college. Yeah. You guys have your brackets. Dan, you just filled yours out moments ago. That's right. I had to whip through it yeah. to, to get there. You didn't really it's take, the winning bracket. You didn't really think through it. You just kind of. Nope. I never think through sometimes it. I mean, gotta sometimes go when I get, gut. there's a, you know, usually two or three games in the first yeah. round that I yeah. have to think about, and then two, you know, a couple of the Elite Eight games that I got to think right. about. But And the playing games start tonight, don't they? They do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just interesting. I have the winning bracket, though. We all okay. Know this. Uh, if you guys want to run through them. All right. Go for it. Well, I'm not going to run through all of them, because that'll take forever. Do you want, but I'll say... Who's your final four? All right, my final four is... Villanova, no surprise there, number one nope. seed. Yep. Michigan State, bit of a surprise, number three seed. Xavier, number one seed. And Cincinnati, number two seed. And to me, that would be awesome. Because <laughs> Cincinnati and Xavier play each other. Yes. They're both in Cincinnati. They're both in Cincinnati. Yep. If Cincinnati and Xavier played each other in the Final Four, that would be madness. That's March that, Madness. That, that would, would be, be nuts. That whole, that whole city would be Kentucky. Kinda. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. So, I got Mich for all you, a Michigan going to the Elite Eight, losing to Xavier, um, but beating North Carolina to get there. Uh, Michigan State beating Duke and then beating Kansas. I think Kansas is overrated, and I'm saying that directly to Chris, who has Kansas winning, um, probably. Um, I I I can't still can't believe Purdue got a number two seed when they didn't win anything. And Michigan won the right. the tournament, and Michigan State won the, the regular season title, and they both got threes. I don't understand that whatsoever. But that bracket is also weak, that corner of it. Villanova and Purdue, I mean, so Purdue's got to beat either, I mean, they got to beat Cal State Fullerton, Shocker, in the first round, but then they got to beat, like, the other teams in there, Texas Tech, Arkansas, Butler, Florida, Wichita State, West Virginia, Alabama, and Villanova. Villanova's the only other team. I mean, Florida has a good history in there. West Virginia's okay, but Butler, who scares you? Nobody. There's no really good team in that bracket that just pops I mean, out of Butler, Villanova. Could Butler scare is you. the history. Yeah. yeah, but this is not the same Butler. Right, so, right. Uh, I mean, they should be. That's not saying they would, but they should beat Butler. I do have Butler winning that first round game and then losing to Purdue. Um, As do I. But then, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. So, but... I mean, you put either one of those Michigan-Michigan State teams there, I might have them beating Villanova and going to the Final Four also. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm sure my wife has Xavier versus Villanova in the final because she always picks them to the Final Four because she likes their names. Um, she learns about them. I mean, she's, she's not just one of those that's just like, oh, that sounds great. You know what I mean? But, like, she, you know... That's how she kind of got hooked. Oh, but yeah. she, Xavier's going to have to play Gonzaga in like in like the second round, <laughs> third, third round. It's going to be a tough game that's, as well. That's but who do you pick? Who do you pick if you're my wife and you like Xavier and Gonzaga? Um, so anyway, but so I had to pick differently. I actually thought about. it. I was like, oh, Xavier versus Villanova, that might be it. And I was like, nah, I'm going to put Michigan State in there. Um, 
But uh, just so my wife's bracket and mine aren't exactly the same because it's a very strong possibility. But I got I picked two 12-5 upsets, South Dakota over Ohio State and New Mexico. Is it New Mexico? New Mexico State over Clemson. That's my one 12-5 upset is the Mexico State over Clemson. That's what I got. Final four, I've got uh, Villanova and Kansas, both number one seeds going down there. Um, And the other side of the bracket, Cincinnati and uh, UNC. Um, I feel like Virginia is good, but I don't don't see them getting – I got them to the Elite Eight, but not to the Final Four. Um, Michigan, I've got losing to UNC in the uh, Sweet 16. Their free throw shooting has been awful all year. At some point, it's going to bite them in the butt. It's going to. It's going <laughs> it to have will. to one more round against Xavier. You know, <laughs> we'll see. But UNC is really good, and I just don't see in a close game when free throws could be, you know, make or break, and they're not making them. That, that's that's going to kill them. Uh, Michigan State, I got losing to Duke. Um, I just don't see Michigan State getting past Duke. I can see them winning the first couple of games, but there's there's no way that team right now is going to going to get past Duke the way they've been playing at times. It's just not going to happen. But boy, Miles Bridges, when he gets going, when he gets going, hey, if he can get going, look out. But it's been up and down for them at times, and and losing Michigan is not fun for them either. I'm sure that could yeah. light a fire under them. We'll see. We'll see how that works I'd be out. Pissed. Um, <laughs> if you're ready. Uh, in the final, I've got Villanova over UNC. I think this is Villanova's year. Oh, and I and I, I guess I didn't say who I had in the final. I have Xavier over Michigan State. Um, although my wife's pick will be Xavier over Villanova, yeah. probably. Um, so, which I actually also thought about. So. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I like Cincinnati though too. Uh, there's just something about Virginia that makes me not want to pick them. Yeah, like I don't know there. what I, I really couldn't put my finger on anything specifically. They don't play that fast, so a fast team could get them. It's also I been mean, up and down year for the number one seeds. Quick pace. I mean, not, mm. I'm not saying they're slow players, but you know. Um, they're really, really good, and they're really, really sound fundamentally. And those are the teams you, that seem to look poised to do it, and then they don't. Yeah, I don't really yeah. know. Um, but well, State's been in that category. They have absolutely. They have, they have been absolutely yeah. in that category. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting. I've, I've got a few upsets oh. actually. On, in my I was bracket. just going to say, you guys got any? What, what's your top upset? My top upset. Well, I've got a few actually, but okay. uh, I've got Loyola Chicago beating Miami in the first round, and then beating Tennessee in the, yeah, uh, in the second round of thirty-two, <laughs> but losing to Cincy. All right, in the Sweet Sixteen, uh, I've also got uh, San Diego State eleven beating a six, losing to Michigan in the next round. Yep, I got that one too. Uh, actually, New Mexico State over Clemson, and I think that's it for the upsets. Is the Bill other- Fisher still coach at San Diego State? Yeah, Steve Fisher. No. Steve Fisher. No, not Bill Fisher. <laughs> Bill Frieder, Steve Bill Fisher, Frieder. Yeah, let's put go. them together. So go. those are my upsets, and that's um, what I've got. He is not still there. Yeah. Um, I think that's all. I, I think that's the only one I have too. Is that San Diego State one? I stared a long time at Charl- College of Charleston over Auburn, but then I did as well. But then couldn't do it, and then I, you know, a twelve thirteen matchup in the round of thirty two would be pretty exciting. It would be pretty fun for sure. So I don't see any George Masons this year. Um, I don't see any sixteens upsetting a one. No, still, we're still waiting on never that. Never happened. No, I mean they pretty well seed that now too. That they don't. And have you noticed they heavily seed the twelve five games? Yes, too. yes. Most of the twelves really should be like eights. Yeah, <laughs> like it's really. Uh, they don't want to keep that going because it's good for the bracket pick. Yeah. That there's always been at least one twelve. What was it like two three? Was it three years ago yeah. that all four of the twelves yeah. beat the fives? Yeah. 
There's been one at least every year for every quite years. a while now. No, since they had it, since it went to 64 teams, it's happened. There may every, have been a year or two that they missed. I'm every pretty sure. single year, I think. So, and it'll happen again. New Mexico State. All right. Uh, before we sign off, want to get you guys' thoughts on uh, Kirk Cousins, a local guy. Uh, it looks like he is moving on to Minnesota. That's what it seems like. Free agency has That's, been well to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he'll be able to afford that house now. At right. And a half hour drive to Minneapolis in case any of you want that information. Right. And uh, for us, that's that means you're playing home and home in Detroit right. and Chicago every year. But it was between Minnesota and Denver. Denver. Thank you. Um, or apparently yeah. the Jets. Is, the Jets were also in the mix, apparently. Right. But I, don't, but, I didn't see him ever going there. No, um, either. But this is great for him because Minnesota's already pretty good. They... And he is a – how do I put this? He's a low-risk, high-reward signing, if that makes sense. Yes. I know. Yep. I see he's not – like some of these – some of the star quarterbacks are high-risk, high-reward because of all the running they do or all the you know the different things that they're – he – you know what you're going to get. Even if he plays poorly for him, he's very consistent. Um, and he's yeah. not, um, but he's not, I mean, he's obviously not the greatest quarterback in the NFL and I know he'd be the first to say that. Um, but that is, I mean, that That's is a him. good signing. Yeah. That's a good signing because you're getting some, exactly what you know. And as we all know, even though some people like to, you know, joke about it on social media and whatever like that, you're getting an impeccable leader and character like this is not um you know we kind of see it and it kind of could look like a front and it's and sometimes it is for certain athletes this is not a front this is how kirk has been his whole life i've known him since he was like a sophomore or junior in high school and that's him i mean he you're getting that that is such a bonus to get that and then he and then he just wins. I mean, he knows how to win. Like, I mean, it's not the Redskins did not make miss the playoffs this year because of Kirk Cousins. Right. They they had bigger fish to fry that there wasn't there. The defense didn't play great, especially in key moments. I mean, Cousins didn't, he didn't have play great in game every game either. either. But like, I mean, he's led them to the playoffs. He's played well. You're gonna. You're. I think they're gonna get there. I think he he makes them. The favorite in the division, all oh, by far. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, they already were pretty. I mean, they were. One I know game Green Bay away. had injuries and stuff, but like, yeah, they're they one game I mean, away right now from a Super Bowl title. Right. I mean, I I would never want to just sit there and predict that for them this year because it's the NFL and it's not the same as predicting things in college or anything else because of the crazy thing that the NFL is. And if you know one key player gets injured, sometimes that can mean be the difference, but. They're gonna. They're the favorite in the division, and this is gonna be. This is gonna be really good, I think, for everybody. Um, he needed to get out of Washington because that all the franchise tags and everything like that. The the and the, it was just an interesting dynamic because Coach Gruden loved him and had all his eggs in Cousins' basket, but ownership didn't. Right, and that's a weird dynamic when you get around to it like that caused some rifts and causes some issues and now everybody can get behind him and he'll feel the love in minnesota i would hope so did they uh, uh reveal any details about the contract itself i mean it says it's as it says 27 a, million a year a three-year 
all guaranteed deal, which wow. is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You that never is. get all guaranteed like that. Right. Uh, I think this is one of the first ones. Right. Uh, but he's he's going to a team that's already a contender for a Super Bowl title. He's going to a team that has a lot better players than Washington. To be yeah. Honest. Better supporting <laughs> cast. Yeah. A lot better. But he's going to a division now that's getting better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say this, but the Lions are getting better. It sounds weird to say. It really does. But they're getting better. They just signed, supposedly, two uh, linebackers today. It's not official until, yeah. I think, Thursday. Thursday yeah. um, the Packers just signed Jimmy Graham, supposedly, to a three-year deal. Um, you've right. got... And you've the got Bears, a, the, the Bears signed Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson, great wide receiver. So you're going to a division now that's getting better. I mean, we've always had the NFC East as one of the best divisions in the NFC, but the NFC North could be that division now next year, and that's right. going to be even harder now because you could walk into the nfc east and think okay well this could be this team this year no, this team this year now it's the nfc north and you have no idea what you're going to get right um, this is back to the 90s now where they, it's going to be good where you know chris berman used to call it the nfc norris division like it wasn't <laughs> hockey because the the lions were good they had barry sanders and he could beat you single-handedly the bears were still good the Vi- the packers were on the rise and the vikings were very solid all the way through there when they had the you know uh, Culpepper and all that stuff there the mid the mid to late nineties. I mean, yeah, they they beat each other up. I mean, that's how it is. This is the Midwest Big Ten. They beat each other up. Yep. Norris Division. They beat each other up. That is, um, that's what we expect here, and uh, that's what's gonna what should happen. But I think that the uh, you know the purple people eaters will come out of that a little bit ahead of the rest, um, and especially now. I mean, this yep. is going to be big. Um, and it's going to be, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting here. How about this one? I won't. I, I will predict a Pro Bowl season for Kirk Cousins. How about that? Wow. He went last right. year, not yeah. this past year, the year before. Yep. Um, I just think that with the talent around him, there will be more wins. There will be more exposure, and um, he will hopefully have fewer opportunities to make mistakes. He's playing also indoors as well at home. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a factor, but he yeah. played outdoors in Washington and yeah. and at Michigan State and here in Holland, so he's used to that. But he plays indoors, yeah, and he got almost a little bit there as well. Yeah, Could be well, there you have it. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, any, before we sign off, any final thoughts? Anything? Uh, it should be a fun yeah, week got, of basketball. To be honest, you guys got to get to Hamilton. Yeah, and be, then we've got interesting. We've got two local swimmers in the oh. Division One NCAA. Swimming championships, uh, West Virginia's Morgan Bullock from Zeeland and Michigan's Taylor Garcia from Holland. Uh, they will both, they're both seated to score in at least something as far as a relay or whatever. Um, I didn't make any big splash on them. I have a preview story about it tomorrow, but it's not anything gigantic, so they can't sentinel curse me. And that only works once now, anyway. So um, I think they've all used that up anyway. Um, but this is the Division One swim meet is really awesome. It's different than other sports because half of the Olympic swim team is still in college, and there are 40 Olympians from other countries that are here in yeah. college. Um, so, I mean... You could see a world record? Oh, plenty. Yeah. There's a good chance. I mean, it's different with the swimming in... Um, like, in college, it's yards here okay. instead of long course meters. Right. So... It's so any any basically record in short course yards is a world record because they don't do it in other countries really. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, Katie Ledecky goes to Stanford. Simone Manuel oh, okay. goes to Stanford. 
Um, those are two of the most well-known swimmers there are. Um, there's a bunch of Olympians, and there will be some records fall. Katie Ledecky will set, I would guess, two of them at least. Um, and just watching her is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, think about how much money she could be making yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, so, but her career came really well in uh, in between the Olympic cycles. Yeah. So that that's helped a little bit. So, but anyway, it will be a really. And then the men's meet cool. is the week after. We'll have um, Taban Afric from Notre Dame. That's from West Ottawa. That's in that one. Um, same thing with all the Olympians. It's they're just there's no other college sport like that. Yeah. I mean. Uh, now that they do it with mostly pro athletes and stuff, I mean college basketball is about as close as you can get because they're most of those are professional level players. Uh, you know when you get to that far in the NCAA tournament, but uh, but I mean you just get a scholarship, you end up going somewhere, you swim really well, and then you you're like, okay, well I'm gonna go swim the 200 freestyle, and in in your preliminary heat, you're in between Simone Manuel and Katie Ledecky, and uh, yeah, that's a it's an eye opener. So good luck to them. Good luck to them, Chris. Anything final thoughts? Any final thoughts? No, yeah, they'll be gone for the next two weeks. So. Yeah, I'll be covering those swim meets, so you'll be getting all those updates. Yeah, so. yeah. So good luck to Chris is what we should yeah, be yes, saying. That's exactly good luck right. To Chris. <laughs> well, I think that'll about do it. We want to thank you all for listening. On behalf of Chris and Dan, I'm Brian Vernalis. Catch you next week. <laughs>